Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer Podcast, the podcast where I help teach and educate and guide you to fat loss, a change in mindset, reaching those goals, creating that unstoppable mindset when you are trying to reach your fat loss and your health goals. If you haven't already done so and you've learned something from this podcast, please take a moment to drop me a review or a rating. It really does help that this podcast reaches many new listeners. Asantisana, squash banana. Asantisana is Swahili for thank you very much. I used to do a lot of traveling around East Africa and I picked up the very basics of Swahili and I must say, though, I have forgotten all of them. All I know is Asantisana. And the squash banana, I think that comes from Lion King. That's not how they greet people over there. Okay. I also know when you walk around and someone says, Mambo, then you say, Jumbo. And then say, Missouri Sana. And then, I don't know what else. And then, Atari is danger. All right, let's get straight into this episode of this podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting you through 10 habits of successful dieters. All right, so... What that essentially is, is I've looked at myself and what made my weight loss successful. And then I've also looked at, you know, many people that I've worked with in the past. And I'm like, what are the 10 things that I have done on a regular basis that have helped me lose weight and most importantly, maintain the weight that I have lost? So many times I hear people say, oh, in the past, Mandy, I've managed to lose 20 kilograms, but I've gained it all back again. For me, that's not a successful diet. A successful diet is being able to lose those 20 kilograms and then maintain the weight that was lost. So successful dieting is not about the amount of weight that you can lose in a short period of time, but it's rather about the amount of weight that you have lost that you can maintain. So I'm going to touch on these 10 points. And I think there's going to be a few surprising points because a lot of the times people believe you need to train your fucking ass off, no pun intended, or you need to eat lettuce and cabbage for several weeks nonstop. And again, I've touched on these things in previous episodes of this podcast, your focal points. You need to put your energy where it matters. Now, for most people, weight loss is a race. And you want it to be a sprint so that you can lose as much weight as possible and then go back to your normal life. That's not going to happen. This requires a lifestyle change and you need to think long term. And that requires a changed mindset. It requires a changed relationship with food. It requires a changed relationship with your body. It requires change full stop long-term change. That is what it requires. Let's jump straight into those 10 points of successful dieters. Moja, that's number one in Swahili. <laughs> number one, take ownership. You need to stop blaming others 
as to why you can't do something. And this is purely based on my own experience. I used to play the victim card as to why I couldn't lose weight. And I would always blame it on my job or not having support from those close to me, etc, etc, etc. The moment I took ownership and I told myself that it is only me that can make the change I want to see, regardless of external factors, that is when I was going to see a change. And that is exactly when I did see a change. So number one, take ownership. Number two, Mbili. No, that's that's Swahili for two. Number two, be real and be honest with yourself. And this can go for anything from nutrition to whatever you are tackling throughout the day. Anything that you do consume food and drink wise, be honest with yourself and acknowledge that you have consumed it. At the end of each day, Do a little review of your day and ask yourself, have I given my day the best that I can give it? Now, again, you don't need to push every single day till you're exhausted, exhausted. If your best is 40% for the day, did you give 40% for the day? So be honest with yourself. Be real with yourself, with everything that you do. So that means hold yourself accountable for your actions. Doesn't help you keep saying, oh, but I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight and I'm trying everything. But then you spend in three hours on the couch watching Netflix when you could have gone for a walk for an hour or you consuming loads of food that you're not acknowledging or tracking. So that you would need to look at as well. And it can hurt. It can be tough. It can be rough. It can be difficult to be honest with yourself, but it is of utmost importance. Nambari Tatu, number three, set firm boundaries. This is something that I struggled with in the beginning because I had a social group of people that I knew at the pubs and my lifestyle revolved around drinking, partying and work was chaotic and I also knew To be successful, I need to set firm boundaries. Boundaries that align with my goals of getting healthier and losing fat. It is so important that you identify what is important to you and then set boundaries. It can be so difficult, especially if you have got those close to you that may not necessarily be on the same journey as you, but that's where you need to take ownership. You need to be real and honest with yourself, and you need to sit down and have a chat to those people and say, this is what I'm doing, and then set boundaries accordingly so that you can work on your goals and make decisions that are best for you when it comes to achieving your goals. Number four, and for the love of me practicing my Swahili on a podcast, plan ahead of time. The thing that I think made me the most successful And the thing that sees me getting through my hectic days or every single day nowadays is planning ahead 
of time. The night before, sit down, set up your meal plan for the next day. Capture it on whatever app you are using so that you know when you wake up the next morning, you have a set plan of action. We all know what happens when you wing it. You wing yourself into cock, right? Have a plan of action. Plan ahead of time. Even when it came to meals for myself, I had go-to meals. I had certain meals that I relied on and I shuffled around between those meals for a good period of time just so that I didn't get bored, right? So have those meals that are your go-to meals that align with your goals as well. And that does take planning, but your success lies in your planning. Number five, measure and collect data. Right, And the reason I say this is you can't improve what isn't measured. To have data is going to be so beneficial for you. This can be any data from your sleeping data to your calorie data to your uh, body measurement data. It can be any data, but absolutely every data actually. And I know this sounds tedious. But having data, for example, of your menstrual cycle and how it causes weight fluctuations can be so beneficial the next month when you see a weight fluctuation because then you'll be able to pinpoint it back to the fact that you just started your period. Had you not had that data, you wouldn't have necessarily known that. Collect data on your steps so that you know in week one, you were smashing 3,000 steps per day. Then you know in week four, you've increased it to 8,000 steps per day. You can then celebrate that. But if you don't have that data, sometimes it feels like you're not progressing. And we don't want that. We want you to see that you are progressing in every single area. Number six, and this one can be so difficult, but it is so vital, Practice self-compassion. If things don't go according to plan, you need to learn to, quote-unquote, forgive yourself and move on. What often happens is you would dwell in what you did and then forget to continue moving forward with calculated decisions. You need to acknowledge that, cool, maybe it didn't go according to plan, Let's learn from it. Instead of disliking ourselves or feeling guilty or hating ourselves because of one bad decision, learn from that bad decision and move on and show yourself some compassion because we are all humans at the end of the day and there is no perfect plan. And the most important thing is to remember that and to know that and say, yes, I had a bit of a slip up. Why did I have a slip up? Number one, I'm human. Number two, it was so-and-so's birthday. Number three, I fucking enjoyed the celebration and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And when you sit and you feel guilty about something or you hate something that you did, it's very difficult to move on from there. So a lot of the times you stop putting action in place because 
you are too upset about the previous piece of action that took place because it was not perfect. Always remember, imperfect action beats no action at all. Practice self-compassion. You are human. You've got a hectic, chaotic job, lifestyle, whatever the case is, and things are not always going to go according to plan. And if you are struggling with practicing self-compassion, the best thing that you can do is at the end of every single day, write down five points that you fucking won at for the day. Five things that you did exceptionally well. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be with regards to your health journey. It can be absolutely anything. Did you help someone in the shop that couldn't push their own trolley? That is a massive fucking win for the day. That is you being a good fucking person, right? So again, you need to be able to highlight the things that you do exceptionally well. As humans, we focus on the negatives. That is how our brains and our minds are wired. Immediately we'll focus on the negatives, we'll be upset with ourselves, and you will forget absolutely everything great or fantastic that you have done for that day. Then you become very hard on yourself. So every evening, write down a couple of points where you succeeded at in the day. And that is going to help you realize just what a fucking awesome person you really are and what you are capable of doing. Number seven, and this is a big point, big translated into Swahili is kubwa. Number seven, to be successful on this journey of yours, this health fat loss journey of yours, you need to focus on more areas of progress than just the scale. I cannot put enough emphasis on this point. Every single person that is going to focus purely on the scale and on no other areas of progress is going to struggle. You need to be able to say, I have won the day because this is where I made progress. My skin is looking better. I am feeling healthier. My heartburn has disappeared, etc., etc., etc. My body composition has changed. I can run faster. I feel fitter. I can see a mini bicep getting stronger. You need to be able to identify more areas of progress than just the scale. If you are only focused on that number, on the scale, it's going to be very difficult because you are actually going to lose sight of everything that is actually so much more important than that number on the scale. And I remember on my weight loss journey, I was chasing a specific number and I entered into an eight-week challenge and I stopped my life, literally just stopped it. And I gave up absolutely everything I enjoyed to go in search of this magical number that was going to make me happy, quote unquote. And when I eventually got to that number, I was the unhappiest I had ever been. And I forgot to focus on everything else that mattered. And I was doing things that I didn't enjoy. I was 
forgetting to do things that I did enjoy, all in search for that fucking stupid number on the scale. And I can tell you now, when I got to that number on the scale, I was the unhappiest person I had been. And from that day is where I changed my entire outlook on all of this. And I'm like, focus on, and this brings me to the next point, point number eight, focus on the journey and not the end goal. We as humans get so fixated about that number on the scale that we lose focus of everything that does matter. You need to focus on your journey. You need to be able to identify all the victories on your journey, all the changes that are taking place. You need to be present in every single moment of this journey because, and I'm going to tell you this now, you are not going to be able to change into the person you want to change into if you forget to focus on the journey. Because a lot of the times we forget to focus on the journey in search for that specific number on the scale, and then we don't actually change as a person. For me, the most amount of change took place not within a body composition or that number on scale. Yes, that it was a massive change, but my mindset change, my work ethic, my confidence, and absolutely everything else changed in the process. And had I only been fixated on that number on the scale, I would have maybe missed that change or I wouldn't have actually seen that change take place. Focus on the journey. That number on the scale that you are chasing, nothing magical happens when you get to that number. The magic is in the fucking journey. And you can hear I'm getting very passionate about that because I see so many people chasing that specific number on the scale. And I know from personal experience, there is no fucking pot of gold when you get to that number. The pot of gold is the person that you are becoming in search of that number. But you forget to identify that and celebrate that because of the fixation of that number on the scale. Focus on the journey. Focus on the person who you are becoming. Focus on the growth that is taking place within yourself and within everything that you do. And that, my friends, is going to take so much emphasis off that number on the scale. And that's what happened to me is I, in the end of the day, totally forgot about that number on the scale. Forgot's maybe not the best word, but I focused 99.9% .9 of my energy on all my healthy habits. And at the end of the day, those led to a decrease in the number on the scale. Number nine, to be successful at this, you need to work on the mindset of there is no perfect plan and that is a hundred percent fine. When you are searching for the perfect plan, you often don't take action because in your mind it's not perfect. So what's the fucking point of actually doing it? Remember, imperfect action beats no 
action. And a lot of the times I've seen people fail or fall off the falcon wagon because one meal wasn't perfect. So immediately you're messing up the three other meals of the day because your one meal wasn't great. Now, if you think of that, it's it's totally, it, it, it is fucking random, right? I have no better way of saying it. It's so, such a skewed way of thinking. So yeah, cool. You have a chocolate for breakfast by mistake, but that doesn't mean that, okay, now the plan's not perfect. So let's scrap the plan for the rest of the day. No, you pull it straight back with your next meal, smash out that nutrient dense meal with your whole foods for your lunch and for your dinner. And you'll see, you will still progress. So always remember the plan is not going to be perfect. If you can't make that 45 minute gym session, why the fuck are you writing off all exercise for the day? Do those five squats whilst the kettle is boiling. Walk around your desk for two minutes if you get that opportunity to do so. Because Every single little thing that you do that is not quote unquote perfect adds up to a massive change. It's like your car. You've got four tires and the one tire gets a flat. Are you going to go now, park your car and then slash the other three tires because there's one tire that's flat? No, you're going to fucking take it to Pit Pompey down the road and he is going to fix that flat for you. And that's exactly the same with your diet. If you have one meal that wasn't according to plan, why are you fucking up the other meals, right? That mindset is a mindset that you need to work on. Yes, one meal didn't go according to plan, but we've still got two or three meals for the day. Let's make those meals count. And number 10, you need to look for every opportunity to move more right? This lifestyle or these lifestyles of ours nowadays have become a very sedentary lifestyle. If you look at back in the day, I remember my dad, he still actually has it, but this old record player. And every time you wanted to change a song, you would have to get up from the couch, walk to the record player, change the song, go back to the couch, sit down and listen. The same with the TV. You would have to get up, go and change the channel. So as you can see, you're moving. Now it's not a lot of movement, but it's movement. Take something like a car, for example. To open a car's window back in the day, you would have to wind that fucking thing loads of times. That's movement. You're using energy for that. You're burning calories. Nowadays, you don't need to do that. You press a little button and the window opens. Okay. So keep that in mind. We need to, you need to look for every opportunity to move a bit more. So you need to be mindful and you need to be aware. Again, it doesn't have to be massive movements that are mursha time consuming. Something as small as taking the stairs instead of the lift. Something as small as walking up the escalator instead of standing still. Something as small as parking further away from the entrance of your shopping mall. So yes, it's only an extra hundred steps, but I want you to remove that word only and say, it's an extra hundred fucking steps that I did not have. And it's adding to my basic movement 
of the day. Don't ever think that the small things don't add up. I remember in the evenings whilst we were at home and the TV was on, instead of lying on the couch and watching the TV, I would do a couple of movements around the couch or I would stand up and I would iron my clothes whilst watching Netflix. So remember, you've got that opportunity or it's only you that can make that decision to say, you know what, instead of lying down for three hours now, I'm going to look for an opportunity to move around. So maybe lie down for 30 minutes, then walk around the couch for 10 minutes. Lie down for 30 minutes, walk around the couch for 10 minutes. It's all in the small changes that you make on a regular basis. So let's recap those quickly. Number one, take ownership. Number two, be real and honest with yourself. Number three, set firm boundaries. Number four, plan ahead of time. Number five, measure and collect your data. Number six, practice self-compassion. Number seven, do not make the scale the only focus. Number eight, focus on the journey and not only the end goal. Number nine, imperfect action. Number 10, look for more opportunity to move. And then you also want to, like I said, focus on those key fundamentals. Don't overcomplicate it. Focus on key fundamentals. Be consistent with those fundamentals. Be proactive. Think ahead of time. Think what you can do. Don't dwell in the past. Don't chase perfection. Okay? Don't chase perfection. And trust the process. And again, just a massive, massive thank you from my side for all of you that do download and listen to every episode of this podcast. I really do appreciate that. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your not-so-Swahili-speaking friend, Mandy 